It is another good day and thank you for granting me access into your home and heart. I am once again the voice of one. It was one of those quiet Saturday mornings. The atmosphere seemed calm, but there was something about the calmness that was anything but calm. As I peered outside from behind the gate of my home, I noticed people huddled in groups around radio sets. This caught my attention and I came out from behind the gate of my house and stood outside the gate. Then I heard it. It was a familiar sound. It was the sound of martial music from the radio. But I stood there wondering, not wanting to believe the obvious. Just then, a burly voice came over the radio saying, Fellow Nigerians, the thing I least expected had happened. Another military coup was in progress. If there is one thing that all men have in common, it is the desire for a government that is concerned for their welfare. In the absence of that government, people have devised means of dealing decisively with the problem. The change the government either through the ballots through military intervention or coups, through popular uprisings or outright revolutions. Someone once said something to the effect that those who make peaceful change impossible inevitably make violent change possible. In other words, when people make it impossible for governments to be changed through the ballot by rigging elections, they inevitably make it possible for violent uprisings and bloody military takeovers to happen. But we have not come to talk politics here today. We want to address the issue of change in the life of the individual. But we started by speaking about the larger society because what happens in the larger society is really a sum total of what is happening in the lives of the individuals in that society. So then, change in any society is the result of the collective desire of the individuals in that society for such a change. It follows that if the individuals do not collectively desire change, change cannot happen or is at best short-lived. Hence, military coups may reflect the desire of one segment of society, the military and perhaps some disgruntled politicians for change in their favor. That being the case, it is just a matter of time before others desiring a different kind of change become restive and change the new regime again. But focusing on the individual in society, it is safe to say that every human being in any society wants a good life for himself and for his children and his children's children and so on. In order for the kind of change an individual desires for himself and his posterity to take place, therefore, the change must of necessity begin with him. Such a change must begin not just around and about him, but from within him, that is, from his heart. It was Martin Luther King Jr., the American civil rights campaigner, who said something to the effect that there is in the soul of every man the desire for freedom. Even the most illiterate of men desires a life that offers him freedom from oppression and captivity of any sort. This desire comes from the heart of man, and so then it is in the human heart that change begins. When we talk about the human heart, we are not talking of the literal heart that pumps blood to the rest of the human body. Rather, we are talking about the central part of man, the human mind or the soul that desires the best that his life can attain. Before any change can take place in a man, he must first be dissatisfied or discontent with the quality of life he is presently living. For as long as a person is satisfied with the life he is living, he cannot desire change in any form. Indeed, he would do everything possible to maintain the status quo. Like they say, you don't change a winning team. 
It is good to note, however, that there can be change for the better or change for the worse. And we believe that any person desiring change is seeking a change for the better. Today, we are addressing people who have reached a point in life where they know that unless something happens in their lives, they are done for. In other words, we are addressing people who need a change for the better in their lives. To change your life for the better, you do not turn to another human being. Rather, you must go to the one who made you. If you own a piece of equipment that is malfunctioning and you have an opportunity to either take it to the manufacturer or to a repairman, I bet you would rather take it to the manufacturer because he knows everything about the equipment. Again, let us say that your car is having problems and you have taken it from one mechanic to another and then you hear that the manufacturer of the car has a service center in your city or nearby. Where would you rather take your car to be fixed? Of course, to the manufacturer who knows everything about the car. It is quite the same principle that is to be applied to your life. You may have been trying to fix your life through men. You may have been to doctors, pharmacists, psychiatrists, politicians, friends, families, and so on, and have experienced little or no change in your life. You may even have turned to drugs, secret societies, spiritist churches, herbalists, churches where they do work for you, and so on, yet nothing has changed in your life. You may have relied on your contacts, skills, colleagues, etc., and things even took a turn for the worse. Friend, there's only one thing that you can do now. Go to the one who made you. God made man in the beginning and put man on earth, but then the devil came along and turned man's life upside down by offering him something that God did not want for him. As a result, man became distant and separated from God. His life did not get better. Instead, it got worse. Without anyone to help him, God himself decided to make a provision that would bring a permanent change for the better to the man who realizes that he needs a change in his life. The provision God made was through the death of his son, Jesus Christ, saying to man, If you believe or put your trust in the death of my son on the cross at Calvary, you will be saved from sin and will be able to attain that better life you seek. Now, I know that there are those who would quarrel with the issue of Jesus Christ being the Son of God and dying on the cross to save mankind. But permit us to ask a few questions. When you go to a restaurant to eat, do you ask to see the kitchen before you order the food? Or do you ask to know who the chef or cook is before making your order? I didn't think so. You would normally place your order, eat what is served, and then pay your bill afterward. Is it not so? When you want to travel by road using public transport, do you go to the motor park, ask for the accident records of the drivers, and then choose the driver to travel with? Of course not. You would normally sit in the vehicle that is in line without knowing anything about the driver or the vehicle. When you want to travel by air, do you ask the pilot when the aircraft was last serviced or if the plane will crash? Certainly not. You would normally buy your ticket and hurry to board the plane the moment the announcement is made that the aircraft is now boarding. Also, when you go to the hospital or pharmacist, do you ask to see the laboratory where the drug prescribed was manufactured? I did not think so too. You would normally take the prescription to the pharmacist, collect and pay for the drugs they give you without knowing whether it is the right prescription or not. Dear friend, the point we're making is this. If we unwittingly trust men to do the right thing, why should we find it hard to trust God who made us and has given us a way to return to him? Friend, put your trust in the provision that God has made for your life and that beautiful change you desire will begin to take place in your life. It may be slow and gradual or it may be swift and grandiose, 
but it will certainly be sure and glorious. So what do you do to start experiencing this change? Ask God to forgive you of all your sins, for all men are sinners. And tell him that you accept his offer of salvation through Jesus Christ and that he should make you a part of his family. That is all you need to do. Leave the rest to God. Finally, you will need to start attending a Bible teaching church where you will learn more about the change that God has made in your life today. As you pray, God himself will lead you to the right place to worship and serve him. Let us pray. Everlasting Father, King of kings and Lord of lords, once again I thank you for giving me the grace to share your good news to the world at large. I pray, Almighty and everlasting God, that as many as crave change for the better in their lives and seek your face even this day, I ask Almighty and everlasting God for the gift of salvation to be poured upon them through your Son, Jesus Christ, and that, Lord, their lives will never be the same again, beginning from today. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' name, I have prayed. Amen. We can be reached after this broadcast by text or by calling us on either 0807-777-5630 or 0803-777-9931. The numbers to call or send text to again are 0807-777-5630 or 0803-777-9931. I really would love to hear from you. God bless you and goodbye.